Everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Devin Nakoba. What's up? And Kyle Shimabukuro went backwards today. How's it? Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. You can go to YouTube, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, listen to the show. And Devin, what do they do there after they've listened to our show? Make sure that you give us a five-star review. If you don't want to give us a five-star review, it's totally cool. Just pretend that you didn't see this whole rating thing. Now, where can you give the five-star review? Is it only on Apple? Only on Apple, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On YouTube, you but can the, but if they up. get the five star, then we we go up higher in the ratings and move over, and people recommend us and stuff. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you can email us at high sessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show, get more music on the channel. Please go to patreon.com and donate. There, you'll get more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. No new patrons again this week. We're we're coming down Uh-oh. to the end of the year. But, uh, hey, man, if you were thinking about it, now's the time to get off the fence because we're coming out with our new 2022 T-shirts. So mm. all of our patrons are going to get shirts. We're doing a whole, like, uh, revamping of the Patreon scale of, of donations. Mm. And uh, so even if you're a sticker person right now, you'll be getting a T-shirt next year. So That's nice of us. Uh, yeah, so jump on. Jump on. Get yourself a free T-shirt. Kyle's going to design it, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be cool for 2022. I have no idea what we're going to do, uh, what the design is going to be, but I'll try. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be awesome, Kyle. We'll no, see. No, 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 tiger, <laughs> <laughs> no tiger theme, uh, Tiger King theme. Well, it is Year of the Tiger, though. Oh, it is? Yeah, maybe we should do a tiger theme. Interesting. Okay. Who, who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects, for their sponsorship of the show. You can call um, Kevin Yokomura over there, uh, or you could just go to kupukupulandscaping.com and check them out. Kyle, any any progress in your yard? Well, my wife said she's going to call Kevin, so apparently she didn't yet. But okay. stand by, Kevin. Uh, you'll be receiving a call soon. Okay. And Did you cut your you- hair, man, or what, what happened there? Who, me? Yeah, or you get like a, looks like you had a Gordon Gecko thing going. The hair slicked back or something. I no? never wear my headphones. That's why. Oh. Ah. But I did dye my hair. Look, it's kind of dark. No, it's good. Yeah, I gotta compete with you guys. That's why I know. <laughs> no, you even have a you even have a microphone. What's up with that? Uh, I bought this during the pandemic. It's a blue microphone. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was going to make it home. So sorry, you're getting the really terrible audio feed off of my computer. We, we all look like we just um, rolled out of bed and turned on, a, turned on the... I, I actually, uh, so today I didn't have any appointments, so I, I don't have to leave the house. I thought about pajamaing it all day. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought I'm going to be on camera. I should at least, you know... Put on a shirt. Like leave the house, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Put in a little bit of effort. Thank you for that. We appreciate yeah. it. No problem. Uh, and lastly, thank you to our other sponsor, Fort Ruger Market. We don't have any Fort Ruger food this week, but uh, I went there yesterday for lunch. So <laughs> it, in a Poke Bowl. Like I, I end up there probably a couple times a week, even besides the day that we even do the podcast. So it's good. Nice. And it's, it's yep. something new for you. You haven't been doing this forever. It's only within the past, what, year? 
Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, Ford Ruger was never on my radar as like a place to stop by. Mm. But then when I really think about it, it is one of the most convenient places for me personally. I, I know mm. not everybody, but I mean, I work right in Kapahulu. The studio is right in Kaimuki. So stopping by there to get food and, you know, like there's Ono Seafood and stuff, but because Ono Seafood is right on Kalakaua, it gets hit by all the tourists. Yeah. So, mm. man, like if you go any kind of time between 11 and 2, which is like lunchtime, you know, lunchtime, forget it. You, you yeah. mm. a, a, there's no parking over there. I, I love Ono Seafood. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I love the people there and, and the food is great, but there's no parking. Yeah. Mm. So mm. Ruger, I mean, even if you can't find parking in that little parking lot, you got all the street parking around. You can just pull over, just run in, go grab something. You know, that's true. You work right across of like Leonard's Bakery and all that stuff too, right, John? Yeah. Do you see that line all day long? Dude, it is. It is incredible. Day. Yeah. It is. Crazy. It's like a. It's like a line for a concert at the Waikiki Shell. Yeah. Especially from someone who grew up in, you know, like Jake is from Kaimuki, so I spent a lot of time in Kaimuki. Mm-hmm. It never used to be like that. Like back I know. In the day. It, I mean, it's just kudos to them for doing a great job with their marketing and everything, you know, to get yeah. it to that point. I mean, it's been a staple for years, but man, it's exploding right now. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it is tourists. So the yeah. local people, mm-hmm. the local people don't go there. go to the trucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, the, it's the only establishment on that strip that looks like a Vegas thing with all the <laughs> lights and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I drive by, I get sure. kind of excited. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, props to them. Yeah, we're happy that a, a local company is doing so well. But Oh, yeah, it's man, awesome. Forget about actually getting malasadas from that place anymore. I know. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can find uh, Devin on Kumu 94.7 in the mornings. And Devin is at work right now. So mm. moving studios, huh, Dev? Yep. Uh, can you pan around are... your office, Dev? No. Why not? Because. I want to see how it looks now. State of boxes and disrepair and they're gonna take down all the this is the last day that we're broadcasting from this studio and then we're gonna move to the other studio so how long have yeah, you been there in yeah. that studio i don't know 10 years maybe i, I don't know the time kind of after a certain amount of time it, just, it all melds yeah, together all like i'm yeah like i'm the i'm the longest tenured person at our station like on air by far mm. Like there's nobody even comes close. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's like me, cool E and, um, and uh, Jose who's in sales. There's like three of us who have like 14, 15 years and everybody else is at like five. Are you going to miss the, where you're at? Or are you looking forward to where you're going? I'm going to miss the fact that I could get to Starbucks easily. The 7-Eleven was right downstairs. Uh, now at our new gigs, um, there's this place that I can't talk about, but they're really good. They have really, really good food. They will be right downstairs from us, but there's no Starbucks anywhere in sight. Uh, <laughs> like there's no coffee house anywhere in sight. So I've got to figure out what I'm going to do. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> the only bummer, but yeah, it's okay. You just got to plan ahead. Okay. You can find yeah, Kyle. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. At highlifeclothing.com. And we will be bringing in our special guest today, which is Mr. John Frink. I'll, I'll, I'll give him uh, an introduction when he gets here, but I'm excited about this because it talks. we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart. Yes. 
Oh, and um, also, too, if you want to find John, where can you find John? You can find me on YouTube at highsessions.com. No, right no, no. What about the other stuff? You know, you're talk no, about I don't have stuff? any kind of website or anything like that. All right. No. Okay. Bring in John <laughs> in one second. We are back now with our special guest today, John Frank. John, thank you so much for joining us. Yay! Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here bio here. Uh, John is a multiple Emmy award-winning writer, most famous for his work over the last 20 plus years on The Simpsons. I can't think, and I, have we, uh, no, we have not known each other for 20 years, I don't think. Uh, uh, I'll bet we have. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's something around there. because I remember you have, we, um, You've tried to get rid of about 12 of those years of knowing. <laughs> yeah, they're all kind of a blur, too. Well, how do you guys, can you guys explain how you guys know each other? Uh, okay. John actually might know better than me, but. Well, um, um, yes. I, I, I believe my wife's cousin uh, is um, um, the sister of, well, no, they're both cousins. So one married John. So I think. Yeah. If, if they, um, he married my wife's cousin. Okay, yes. there you go. Got it. Yes. So, only, yes. I would say only in Hawaii, but you know, nobody <laughs> that's. Yeah, everybody's everybody's got some kind yeah, of. It's related, man. No, I know. You kind of, you know, I'm, I've only I've really locked down here for uh, the last uh, during the pandemic. So now I just kind of try to hide from family is really <laughs> what I try to do. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. In fact, uh, we're coming up there next month. I'm going to try to, you know, it's it's funny because we go there every summer, uh, every winter, but we yeah. miss you guys. But this time, let's get a steak up in Kula or something. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll be here. Uh, I think we're, if you're here over the holidays, for sure. So Yeah, we always um, we always miss you. But uh, OK, anyway, yeah. he's written, co-written an animated comedy, which has been released on Netflix. Uh, extinct, extinct. <laughs> it is the tale of two flummels, which is an imaginary character. They're kind of like like rabbits, they're like the donuts, donut rabbits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like uh, like uh, yes, a, a cute little furry creature with a hole right through the middle of it. So, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> and they travel from 1835 to modern day Shanghai, and craziness ensues. So yes. So let's see. Where should we start? Why don't we start with the movie? Because that that's the thing that that made me think about even calling you for the podcast. So you've been working on this for a while or is this something that just came up? Yeah, you know, um, uh, I, I worked with uh, two other uh, fellow Simpsons writers uh, and I, we, we were frustrated by the Hollywood machine of like uh, studios. Uh, oh, we would always go in to pitch uh, movies. They would always ask us to fix movies and then they would, nothing would ever happen. So <laughs> we, we just, Maybe, maybe it's more of a comment about us. I don't know. But so we just decided uh, to kind of set off on our own and, um, you know, write a, a feature animated movie on our own and then try to get financing for it. So on our own. So we did everything. Um, we wow. got the, you know, and we ended up um, getting money uh, partners in China. And uh, so uh, they put up a lot of money. One of the, uh, uh, my partners is Canadian, so we were able to do the animation in Canada, which Canada gives you uh, tax credits, so uh -huh. like in the millions. So what what you'll see at Netflix ended up being about a a twenty two million dollar 
budget, but with the tax credits and everything, you know, it was probably closer to 30. So, and it looks really, I mean, it looks fantastic. And we, yeah. we got, we got the, um, the director from the Simpsons uh, movie, David Silverman and yeah. his uh, AD Raymond Percy, who was a well-respected animator from the Simpsons as well. And has gone on to Disney and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was good. And, um, you know, in order to do a film with China, you have to kind of make some accommodations for China. We originally, this movie was set in Portland, Oregon. And uh, uh-huh. guess where it ended up? It's it's now in Shanghai. So, <laughs> you know, but you you do that stuff and because and, and, uh, they need to get it past their film board over there. there. It has to hit a number of marks in order for the government to say, okay, this movie is okay with us. So, yeah. did it? Did it? I know that it was. It already has been released in Russia, but did it have a China release yet? Yes, uh, and I don't know how well it did. It opened uh, oddly um, about uh, maybe uh, four weeks ago in China, and it was. And it happened to open on um, a weekend where the the biggest film ever ever, ever in China open. And, and you won't know it uh, unless you, you follow that, but it was kind of a government film, yep, a yep. propaganda thing, um, where I think China beats America in, in some war. Or yeah, something. It, it's, the, it's the war stuff. I, I know exactly the movie you're talking about because I do follow the box. I'm, I'm kind of a, I don't know why, but I kind of like box office numbers and stuff. So I watch yeah. the, every, every week. I kind of watch the, what's that? It's like something like my China, my home, or something. I can't, I can't remember uh-huh. what the what the translation of it was, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so in other words, cool. you had so in other words, you had no chance. <laughs> uh, they, 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 China by far uh, is is blows away America as far as theaters and screens. Like right. they have six or seven or eight thousand screens. That movie ate up a lot of, uh, of the screens. Uh. So that was the problem because it was in it was everywhere. But but whatever the movie we we saw it through. It, it came out. It's on Netflix. I think it belonged. We were hoping they would push, but you know the Chinese controlled all the strings, so we couldn't move it any faster because we thought it would do much better at the beginning of the pandemic if they could get it on. Mm. And yeah. because all the kids were home, you know, and parents were pulling their hair out trying to figure out what to do with these kids. Now that, uh, well, you oh. had like, you had movies like The Crudes and some of these yeah. uh, animated stuff that did come out during the pandemic that did do really, uh, really well. Yeah, yeah. there's a the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. like uh, there's a movie on Netflix still called The Willoughby's that came yeah. out. That it did really well. And, uh, so, but well, I don't you know, you're number, you're number three, man. Uh, yeah, no, 10, so, I, you know, I, I hey. know. And, and Netflix is tight with uh, how well you're doing. So we have a follow up call, I think they say 10 days after you you launch on Netflix to kind of give you the lowdown on how you're doing. I think we're doing very well with kids. And I think we're doing I think they want more start what they call starts. They want more starts. We're, we're kind of on track with starts, but completions, we're, we're ahead of the game. People are at least watching it. All ah. the way. So, you know, well, that was the key was probably making a shorter film so that, the, <laughs> you know, you, 
you can take a nice nap and, and get how, through. How did you how did you get all these people like the voice actors let, are crazy? I, I, me, you got Adam Devine the, and let him let me read the cast because this is yeah I know everybody on this thing. So you got yeah Rachel Bloom, Adam Devine, Zazie Beats, Ken Jeong, Benedict Wong, Jim Jeffries, who I love com- comedian, Catherine oh, yeah. O'Hara, Reggie Watts, Nick Frost, Nick Frost. Tom Hollander, Henry, Henry Winkler, the Fonz is in this. Adam <laughs> Forstein, uh, and Richard Kind. I mean, this is a this is a star-studded yeah. cast you guys got. Yeah, yeah, it's it's and we were, I think early on we were we have a casting director, and so we were like, where where are these people? Where are the people coming? We we don't see any anybody. Uh, we we wanted names, certain names, and then. I don't know. Some came through. You know, the first one to sign on was Zazie Beats, and wow. she was like, "Whoa!" Like you, she she just wanted to do animation. She wanted to be a character. She was so charming. So, uh, and then uh, then the rest kind of trickled in, you know. And and we wanted Adam Divine because I like his voice. I like the texture of his voice. Mm. Uh, and and Rachel Bloom really, uh, she does other animated stuff. So. Mm-hmm. And her voice, she really worked out well. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, somebody who blew me away, who had so much energy, was Jim Jeffries, the yeah. Aussie. Oh fan. yeah, and yeah. It, it was, he'd never been asked ever before to do any voice voice work. So he was he was like just like oh my god, thank you guys. I'm like my I, I went to him and I'm like you blew us away. He had so <laughs> much energy, you know, in in the record. So it's always good to to kind of get these actors that maybe haven't done it or want to do it because they have kids or something that they yeah. want to show off for. So it's, it, it was a, it was a real treat to kind of assemble it. And you, you kind of pull them from wherever you can, you know, and Oh, you know, like Steve Aoki, uh, I don't know. He just wanted to, you know, they thought they would get him to do some music for the, for one of the dance sequences. And <laughs> uh, so they got him to sign on to do a voice. And, awesome. Uh, and we had Mike, Michael Giacchino uh, and his son, and his son takes the credit on the movie. But Michael Giacchino, because our director knew Michael Giacchino, uh, who is huge, huge. Uh, I mean, he does major motion. He did this little film, so uh, mm-hmm. it was great to great to have them all aboard. So, and nepotism and is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were real happy, and it's been such a long. I mean, I, I think uh, I may have told John this before. We wrote this script probably way back in 2012. So oh, wow. this is Hollywood at its fastest. So <laughs> we, uh, um, so, and we were pushed off a year because of the pandemic and, uh, um, and just like you looking for funding, looking for partners to, to go in. So it, it takes that long. You know, can you, know, you I, oh, go ahead, John. I was going to say, um, I was having this, I have seven Oscar Isaac um, discussion mm-hmm. the other day. Oscar Isaac, the actor, who, uh-huh. who I love. He's a great actor, but he's going to be Moon Knight, which is a Marvel character. Yeah. I'm kind of like, aren't there other people other than Oscar Isaac that can play? Because like he's in everything. He's, he was in X-Men. He was in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. But I feel as though a lot of these, a lot of the casting, a lot of stuff, I mean, just like how you you're kind of saying is, oh, this guy knows this guy and they seem nice to work with. So a lot of it is just kind of, you know, you get a reputation people like working with you. They don't necessarily want to try something new. So they, 
hey, can you come do this one? And that, that's how you that's how we end up with uh, Oscar Isaac in every other movie. Yeah, no, I, I think you're probably right. It's, it is like uh, people, actors want to work with certain actors. Like, and if they had a good experience mm-hmm. with an actor or and definitely if they've had bad experiences, they do not want to be with that person. And so I think that's why people get coupled on a, on a few films because they have such a good time. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, animation is a, is a lazy actor's uh, uh, choice because like, you know, they can come in in their PJs and just stand in front of a microphone and not, not have to, you know, and just do it there. No, no cameras. So it's all good for them. Yeah, I guess that's, that was the question I was going to ask you, if these actors ever work together in a room or is it always separated in a studio with just their voice? Um, I will I will say as someone who wants them in a room together, that's the best you can hope for because mm-hmm. there's interplay, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I think um, Rachel and Adam maybe came together for one record and stuff like that. But usually they like to just pop in and be able to like uh, um, do their thing. And it always is better. And I'm speaking to the Simpsons as well. The Simpsons actually is able to collect their actors a lot of times, you know, up together. Uh, mm. it, it, of course, after what, 33 years now, eh, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got to get a rope around them and drag them in. Uh, but uh, and they literally can phone it in, you know, at this point with the technology, they literally are on the, they have their own studio setups for the past two years uh, on the Simpsons. So uh, they were able to do it from home, but you want people together because you get so much, you get more magic. Out of it, yeah. Um, um, well, yeah. I mean, uh, um, Kyle and I have both done acting on stage and stuff. So like we recognize it's just easier. You you yeah. get the the mood of somebody who's playing off somebody else. The the dialogue, especially the way that you guys write dialogue, you know, a lot of it is this really snappy repartee stuff that's back and forth. And if you if you don't know the tone that the other person is using, it's really hard. Because I for the radio stuff, I I end up having to record, and you know, they go, okay, read it like this. And they go, okay, so you read it like that, and then the then you hear the other person on the read in the commercial, and you go, oh man, that's not even. Okay, well, yeah. whatever, you know, and it's easier, I think, as a, as a director, probably, or a writer, because you probably hear it in your head. Yeah, it's we can hear it in our heads, but it's always, it's, it's, I would say, okay, that's... I got to find out what that blinking is. It's, oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Sounds like I your... Uh, pop, popcorn's ready. Uh, uh, no. Uh, I muted him. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the um, I think we're 50% there in the writer's mind, mm. and really uh, what writers hope for is when you get the actors in. It, it yeah. comes live more live, you know. And yeah. So, uh, uh, and I will say, I'm, I don't want to move too fast off extinct the movie. I want <laughs> people to go see it. But, uh, uh, you know, when we have table reads for The Simpsons and stuff, mm-hmm. we have table reads because they, the actors want to feel someone laughing, feel, have people around. Yeah. To, yeah. And they don't get that. Uh, I did some live action shows before um, I was on The Simpsons, uh, for, you know, and uh, the actors really like the, the studio audience. You know, if they if they are performers for like theater, like you folks, uh, they 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 love it and they'll eat it up where some, you know, are a little more nervous about doing shows, but in front of an audience. But most are 
like, oh, you feed off that. You know? Yeah, that's 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 Kyle. Kyle feeds off the <laughs> the love of the audience. So he goes <laughs> from like, yeah, he goes from this guy that you see right now yeah. to like somebody else when you see him on stage. And he doesn't <laughs> let it loose very much, but he's really, yeah. really talented at that. Like he, when people watch him, they just, they are entertained. You know, yeah. he's that person, he's that guy that like you can put him up on stage or do like put a camera on him and he's just entertaining. Well, not yeah, right now, but yeah, usually. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but he just, no, it is. It is. It, it yeah, prompted, yeah. You know, I did a lot of improv when I first moved to Los Angeles. I did. I was with the Groundlings. Uh, uh, oh, nice. And they, they uh, you know, boy, I, I mean, you really, when you step on the stage, you become a different person and you yeah. kind of have to bring it on, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, and did that uh, did that background in the Groundlings help you with your writing style with regards to The Simpsons? Because I mean, you have to hear the comedy in your head, right? You have to assume yeah. that the audience is going to laugh at this joke yeah. that you're that you're telling. That you know, is it? And you have to sit there and edit it yourself and go, okay, eh, that might be a little too obscure. I can't go with that one. You know? Yeah. Well, the good thing about improv is you can. You're, you're, I think you're allowed to fail. And I think audiences <laughs> love failure almost as much as they love success. You know, like, so you can really embrace falling on your face. Em embrace the suck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, yeah. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Because I. No, no. Yeah. My, my other question for you, and I, I, I'm sorry to. Uh, to move on we will get back to the animated film because that that's really important for me uh, i love uh, talking about animated films but how does a guy who is in the groundlings and writes for the simpsons end up living in upcountry maui with a flannel <laughs> shirt on writing for the simpsons <laughs> with a wife that is john's cousin like i don't like that the, a hor the horrible accident <laughs> like, all along the way <laughs> you know um uh yeah i met my wife at ucl i i before i i was no overnight success in los angeles i i worked at ucla as a messenger a delivery guy you know for about 11 years i met my wife there she worked in an office there so and we got oh. we got we got married and uh, she happened her family's from uh maui and uh the big island and uh and scattered across other islands so uh uh i was for i'm glad i didn't marry someone from uh duluth minnesota because <laughs> I, I prefer coming here i prefer it here uh, and uh so uh, there's so much there's so much more comedy out of duluth though because you know there's so much pain and suffering from the no. weather, just the weather alone, I would think, no. would give you lots of fodder for your comedy. <laughs> well, I'm from upstate New York. I'm from like oh. the snow belt uh, beyond oh, the Great God. Lakes there. So uh, I have dealt with that. And, you know, I go back, my mom's still there and I visit. And, uh, I, and you do see like, oh, what a struggle in life to like have to, you, you have to spend your days shoveling snow raking a lot of leaves you know it's all this extra work warming up the car to go to work God, just like it's so much easier here or in california to just step out of the house mm. well i just didn't i didn't realize up uh the up north in new york was so scenic uh we had yeah. uh we had some friends I, my senior year i went on this like tour uh with a uh thespian group with a castle high school group uh -huh. Um, and we went, uh, what our, the guy who did our um, 
our lighting. His name is Sandy Ryford, but his family was from upstate New York. And so he's like, hey, come check out my family's, uh, my family's farm in upstate New York. And we're like, what? New York? There's farms in New York? And sure enough, I mean, we're, you know, there's grass and there's cows. There's and there's all kinds of, we were like, we were like, holy shit, this is actually, yeah. wow. And it was yeah, like, you really, know, really scenic. Growing up, I mean, we, I'm from a small, I'm a village, from a village called Ariskany, New York, the bloodiest battle of the revolution. And uh, it, uh, but we were in my, my grandparents and uncle and we're all dairy farmers and stuff like that. So uh, we were never, um, if, if we wanted to go into Utica, New York as teenagers, my mom and dad, like, why do you want to go to the city? You know, I'm like, it's Utica. It's not really a city. But so New York City, I never went to New York City ever in my life till I moved to California and uh, Lori, wow. my wife, uh, got me to go. No kidding. Yeah. I, we, you know, we, the tractor wouldn't go as far down as uh, New York City. So, <laughs> well, it makes sense that you'd marry a girl from Maui, though, because I mean, you know, upcountry Maui, probably a little bit On like farms. upcountry. The, the, yeah. I, you know, the more the, the more I have gotten, <laughs> the more I've been beaten down by Hollywood, the more I am reverting to my grandfather wanting to 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 farm. You know, I grow coffee trees here and. And it's an old avocado farm. So I just really, and we, we talk, I talk with my daughters about, we need to get some cows out here. <laughs> so we're headed that way. I oh my. <laughs> how, how often do you travel back to the mainland in Hollywood? I'm, you know, listen, because of the pandemic, I've been, this is the first time in my, we, we've had, we've lived up here for uh, 20 years. Uh, but I've only been here back and forth really for, oh, I could get a month. I could save my vacation for a month and spend it here. I've been here for a couple of years, you know, with the pandemic, you know, so it's been really good and healthy for me. And uh, uh, I've loved it. And I don't miss Los Angeles at all. I know I'm a, I'm a different type of person. I, and I'd rather just be outside and, I'm not, you know, and they all know this on, on the Simpsons. They all know I'm the, I'm the farm guy. I'm the guy who actually uses a screwdriver and knows how to do like these people, they don't know how to do anything. Like, you know, they do. I, I have, I swear to God, they, they are, uh, they think me cutting a limb off a tree is like, Oh my, what you did that. So there's like, uh, I love it. I love it. I love just getting dirty. And I, I, I would rather dig a hole than write a script, you know, or, or dig my own grave. Maybe. <laughs> well, I was, okay. That, that, that leads me to a couple of questions that I had. So yeah. the first one is, uh, so now that you've completed this, this extinct movie and it's, you know, it's done, it's all wrapped up. You've gone from A to Z. Does it yeah. feel like, um, oh, now I know how to do this. I could do another one. Or is it, I do not want to do this. Like that was not, yeah, you know. I, I think we are actually uh, on our, we're, we're already working on the next movie. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, all right. Instead of setting it up the same way, I hope it doesn't take like a decade to get it through the ringer. But uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, 
the some of the people we work with um, from this one, some of the production companies, they wanted to do something else with us. So we have this um, other movie that we're we're now putting a teaser trailer together, and wow. you have and we have the script, we have, and we're putting together a teaser trailer, some posters, because you have to then take that package and kind of go around like uh, uh, Avon lady and ding dong, <laughs> oh, would you like to buy a film, film for us? From us? <laughs> so you have to get financers, you know. Wow. Well, if you need uh, extra voices, uh, I have a recording you know, studio uh, right here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, know, I know I don't have the name or the fame to do the other stuff, but I could do like the little, uh, the little, little bird that comes along and like, Yells out profanities and walks away. I can. Do All that. right. Well, yeah. and well, he gets is, eaten in the first scene, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> I'm down for it. Devin, Devin's being a little modest. They, uh, in the new uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife movie, they modeled the the Stay Puft Marshmallow guys after. Him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, quite a, it's quite a likeness, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was curious about uh, about your uh, your process for writing. I mean, I know you've been doing this for a long time, but you were saying, mm-hmm. um, I mean, how does the script t- come together? Because after 30, uh, 20 odd years of having to write scripts, do you just happen upon something and go, that could be a storyline? Well, so let me. Oh, let me, sorry. Are we no, no. Let me jump on to that oh. because I, mm-hmm. it ties into my question as well. Oh. So um, Jackson Brown, everybody heard of Jackson Brown, famous uh, mm-hmm. singer, you know, wrote yeah. a lot of Eagle songs. So he had this thing where he would wake up every day and treat oh, yeah, writing right. like a job. You know, he would get up, yeah. get his cup of coffee. He would sit at the piano and just try to write something. And, you know, that was his mode of, of work versus like a lot of artists that you talk to, musicians, they go, well, when I feel inspired, I'll sit down and I'll try to write something. But um, Jackson's... Uh, his philosophy was, oh, it's, you know, you just got to keep put, putting stuff out and you get junk stuff, but work you just kind of work the muscle. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. so uh, to answer De- Devin's question, maybe keep that. That was going to be my question. So, um, <laughs> so, so he's going to try to those, take my question those. and make it his own and then ask you again. No, no, no. It's, it's a similar question, but it, they, they tied yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And now yeah. I don't remember any of the oh, questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, whatever. No, I, I mean I think it was about the. <laughs> I think it was about the writing process, right? Yeah. How, yeah. Um, and um, uh, I will say um, it's. I think it's all about where you find your comfort zone. Like I'm early morning. I'm early. If if it's two in the afternoon, I'm burnt out. I there will not be an idea coming out of my head. You know, so I'm up at five and I can because um, uh, my my head is clear at that point, you know, and so and I and I am refreshed from sleeping. And there are some people, though, I work with that, you know, they're they're up till three in the morning because that's when their time is. But uh, and I would um, say that, first of all, your ideas, uh, they come out of you. You can. Yeah, I think getting it all out putting it all out, putting as much out there as you can is probably the best idea because there, everything will be shot down. You need to have like a hundred ideas and maybe one of them will sneak through, you know? Mm. And I, um, I mean, I think like I'm in the process right now of putting, uh, we, we need to come back after Thanksgiving to the Simpsons on zoom. And, uh, 
with with ideas for next season so um they want like five ideas from each of us and so uh i have a couple that i want to do you know and one that i really want to do and i'm scared because it's i i go i i swing for the fences on these things because they're really conceptual and stuff so i'm already prepared to be defeated but you have to kind of just get back up and and try again. And, uh, so do you, uh, is it, are you usually one who gets collaborate? I mean, do, does somebody throw out a story and then you each collaborate and then come up with the thing or do one of you, do you like write your own script and go, here you go, everybody. And then they all kind of add their own stuff. It's kind of a mix of all that stuff. Uh, it, you know, I'll come in with these ideas and then like, okay, maybe, maybe, you know, they'll, they'll like one of them. And so we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, I'll be able to, what we'll do then is there's some collaboration now about breaking out that story and making it into like a fully fleshed uh, episode of the Simpsons, let's say. Mm-hmm. So, and this will, this would happen with, with the feature world as well. Uh, more so um, you get a lot of like uh, people weighing in that you, you, that you don't know that you've never met uh, when, <laughs> when it's a feature film. You know, like, wait, who is this person giving me help? But, uh, but we're all family at the Simpsons. So I know who's in saying what, and, uh, and, and you take that and you take that collected kind of thought piece and then you go write a script and you get two weeks, you bring it back in and then it goes and gets torn all apart. And like <laughs> you, you have to have a thick skin. You have to early on, you, 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 you definitely, if you can't handle having your words changed and having everything, you know, some, you know, if you can keep, I think they say, if you can keep 25% of what you brought in, then you've done a, a hell of a job, you know, but wow. uh, do you um, have a favorite script and episode from the Simpsons? Um, well, I mean, I love all of mine. Uh, if that's what you <laughs> um, Mine are all great. <laughs> um, I, 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 there, there are some hugely classic uh, shows, and there are some in in every show. I, I will say there are great moments in in every show, and there are some stinker moments as well. And then there are some that kind of okay, well, we'll let it go. That's good. That's good enough. Uh, when I first signed on to The Simpsons, uh, Mike Scully, the showrunner at that time, said exactly that: we're going to have you know in a season, we're going to have you know six great ones, six lousy ones, and the rest will be somewhere in between. And um, I, uh, uh, I, I, I always, I will say, I don't know whether I have favorite stuff. I mean, I of course love all the classic Simpson years, you know, what uh, two, two through nine or something. And that's, then I came after year nine. So that's what, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of people on now that kind of came after what, what uh, Simpson fans consider the classic years, but uh, we're doing great shows really now. And they're really uh, impactful. I think uh, I, uh, one that is not out yet going through the ring of my last show is, is kind of a parody of a uh, naked and afraid where Homer and Marge. Oh are, my gosh. That's are, a good one. Uh, uh, so, so we're pixelating them and doing the whole thing. And <laughs> That's uh, uh, so it, it's good. And, uh, and then I, I always love, I always love Sideshow Bob characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I love writing for that character. He's a, and, and of course, you know, I am John Frank, 
uh, Professor Frank was named after me on the show. Yeah. There is a, and that's probably why I got the job there because, and I wasn't <laughs> a, I wasn't a super fan of The Simpsons, so I didn't really watch it. And then when I came in for the interview, uh, you know, Mike Scully, the showrunner, said, "You, you know, there's a character named at, with your name on our show." I'm like, well, so I got to give you the job. So that was good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. Yeah. And, um, I wanted to ask also about um, writers like uh, like Aaron Sorkin. Uh-huh. So Aaron Sorkin, right? When he wrote The West Wing, he wrote like the first season, maybe and a half, and it was just him writing. And I'd been told before that that's like a Herculean task to be writing for, um, you know, for television for an hour, and to just it's just you writing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think there are there are those people out there, and and, and Aaron Sorkin is one of them. You know, um, uh, who um, just he has a vision. He he, you know, and almost it, it's just or or he want he's a control freak, and, and he won't. <laughs> that's I think the other. That's I think know, the, the main thing. Yeah, yeah. Because he can't even. Because you can't even. Apparently, you can't even change his script. Like no. if you're on set, right? You have to do. Every word he writes, word for word, or you're out. Like they, they kick you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That there, uh, I will say, my old partner and I went in for mm-hmm. an interview for oh, an Aaron Sorkin show called Sports Night from years. Oh ago. my God! Seriously, yeah. that's my favorite show. It's one of my favorite really? shows. And so, yeah, we, we were told though he was in the meeting and Tommy Schlamy, the director. Uh, it's not a joke name; it's his name. Uh, <laughs> was. Uh, uh, and they basically said, you will, we, we will write the show. You, you, we will hire you on staff because they are telling us we have to have the staff, but we will write, I will write the show and you will eat potato chips and drink sodas all day. Oh my gosh. What? So we didn't, and we didn't, we didn't, we didn't take the job, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but now I regret that move because uh, I, I like potato chips and I like soda. So. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably healthier without though. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's plenty of like food around these shows, so whatever, you know, it's just. So what is, what is your timing like? I mean, uh, during a, a, a typical day when you're in the writer's room, uh, I mean, like now for COVID, how, how does that work? You wake the, up at five, um, you start writing, you send it. We, we, um, as far as for the Simpsons, I'm on Zoom every day, Monday through Friday with the Simpsons. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, it's L.A. time. Uh, so uh, and it was perfect for me because, uh, uh, ten, you know, they don't start till 10, 1030 on these mm-hmm. shows, which always drives me insane because I've been up for five hours, you know, already. <laughs> so with, with the time change here, though, it made it great. So, I mean, I, and literally I'm getting out at two thirty, three o'clock every afternoon and I still have. Uh, all of the island to enjoy after work. So, um, uh, it, it, but they start, we, we start around 10 or 10.30, depending on what's going on. And we usually work till 6 uh, p.m. in Los Angeles. And it, it's worked on, I think it's worked great on Zoom. There are, like, we spoke to this, though, about there are people who want to be in the room. They want mm, to yeah back and forth, you know, and feedback, and they don't get it uh, on Zoom, or they don't feel it on Zoom. I think there's an energy when you're together. Um, and uh, so I can, I can understand that. 
and also mostly for for some of us, you know, you could you can't talk out of school on Zoom. You you really everything is like so. I can't uh, take Devin over here and let's talk about John for a while. (laughs) Whereas when you're live at work, oh, let's walk across the parking lot and you can say whatever you want about somebody. That's true. I think you missed that. So not that it's all. But yeah, oh, that's interesting. I think but we haven't missed a beat. We, we literally, um, we stopped doing table reads live and we do table reads um, on Zoom with, and you know, there's about uh, 70 or 80 plus people Zooming in. Um, wow. Those things, because there's the whole, you know, the producers, the, the sound people, the, you know, the actors, you know, everyone is on those things and if and i would say that it definitely you don't get zoom can't handle a lot of laughter so mm-hmm. oh, lots of yeah lots of times you're trying i will just mute and just because i can't uh when when somebody laughs over something that you lose the what the actor just said the line but that they spent. so there's those kind of issues and i don't think uh, table reads work that great but everything else has worked wonderfully you know you think um, um zoom re- reinvented the way people will work together in the future in hollywood uh yeah yeah i i'm 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 in that situation where i just don't know what when when they do get the approval to go back to work who who will go back who is going back mm-hmm. and will they make allowance for the John Franks of the world who want to sit in Maui and, and not go back. And cause this has worked really well for me. Um, and I mean, mostly all I don't want to do is drive across Los Angeles five days a week. Back yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's, I, I even say to my family here, I will work an extra two hours on zoom for the Simpsons. If, I can just not have to drive across the, the valley. So. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, wait, Frank wants to stay in Hawaii. We... They're like, no, no frick they, that, they, man. <laughs> they already, I'm dealing with that. They already hate me. They already, and I, I try, I try to, when I get on Zoom with them, I try to look as dirty and tired as possible. <laughs> and miserable living in Hawaii as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they think I'm right outside the beach that I can just run uh, when we have a break into the water. No, I'm, up, I'm way the heck up. You know, there's, I smell cow poop every day from the yeah, cow. Like, yeah, now, now we know why you want to have cows. You'd be like, oh, you guys, you have no idea. Cow shit on my hands. It's just been awful. You won't believe it. <laughs> I'm used to that smell from a kid. I just like I love the smell of manure. I'll tell you. <laughs> but I, um, I have to tell you this story. When we were uh, in up there at the farm, because uh, Sandy's family owned a cow farm, uh-huh. um, it was like 25 of us decided to go on a tour of the farm, and we went into the the milking barn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the cows are all stacked up. Their their heads are in their feed bags or whatever they're doing. Right. And uh, and so we walk down to the other end of the barn. Right. We, we get yeah. to the other end of the barn. We turn around and all of a sudden the cows at the very front, one tail lifts and the other <laughs> tail lifts and they just start 
pooping. <laughs> just showers yeah. of shit coming out. And and once those cows go, the rest of the tails start to go up, and they all start going. It's like it's like fireworks. And we Lay were we were trapped. Yeah, dude, we were trapped. We were like, <laughs> oh my god, I've never. <laughs> And none of us had ever seen anything. I've never seen anything like that before. And I've never seen anything like it since. But like, yeah. is that what the deal is when you're dealing with cows? They just kind of go whenever they want to go. Uh, it, it's the same with my family here as well. Uh, <laughs> we, we, one of us will trigger the other. Uh, no, uh, no I, I don't know. You know, I, I have such vivid memories because I grew up as a kid. Yeah. So yeah. everything kind of is seared in at that point. So you remember certain things. And I do remember just, you know, having to clean. There was a there was a conveyor system around behind the, the cows rear ends where that was a gutter that would cut that would take out all the poop and pee out to, uh, you know, a manure spreader outside of the barn. And then you oh, drive man. the manure spreader around the field, you know, and. Uh, wow. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different world. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know whether we'll get totally into farming here. I'm not sure because you're bringing back some horrible memories. So, but like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we that's so funny. The the other thing that that John and I were talking about uh, prior prior to him coming on this the podcast was this idea of. His daughters uh, are now getting into the mu- uh, not music, the entertainment industry, more oh, behind cool. the scenes kind of stuff. They're doing show run, not show running, but the PA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Production assistant stuff. Production assistant stuff. And um, it's one of these industries for those of you who may want to get into either the music industry or the entertainment industry. I always encourage people that this is one of those industries. Just show up to stuff, volunteer, do things for free, yeah. and you will even radio, right, Devin? I mean, you just start mm-hmm. asking around and, and making connections. That is your ticket into the industry. It's it's not your degree, uh, although I mean, it doesn't hurt. But um, you know, it's just working working in the in the business and, and getting to know people and hopefully having some talent. Yeah, and yeah, that, absolutely. Ticket in. Yeah, I think that that's very true, John. I think that uh, um, I, I tell the girls just get out there. You know, I tell them to, to read the trades or re- read uh, things where you know names. So in case you run into that, or nobody, everyone in Hollywood loves you to recognize them. So you can, mm. you can get into someone's good favor just by saying, Hey, I, I, you know, I read this about, you know, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, thanks. You know, and like, say, what's your name? You know? And so that kind of happens. And I think, uh, you know, there, there's someone I just wrote a recommendation for to go to AFI, American Film Institute, mm. to go into produ- production. And uh, he's he's a he's a writer's assistant on, or he's a uh, he's a PA on The Simpsons, which is a stagnant show. Um, you know, we don't change. We're just a 33 year old show is got what it does. And, and I tell my daughters, go on shows that will fail meet circles of people it's all about Mm -hmm. meeting more people you want to be around and and i think it's kind of paying off for for them you know where they do a good job on this thing that's that thing's gone but one of those people from that thing asked them to come do something over here so uh, so your daughters your daughters are both older than like 
in the yeah, they're 23. They're tw I have twin oh, daughters, 23. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And they yeah. both decided to go into this well, world? Uh, right, right now they have. I'm trying to get them out of it, uh, you know. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, they, they're both doing it. My one daughter who's here, she's working as an office uh, production assistant for uh, When Sharks Attack for Nat Geo right now. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, and... Uh, She's she she's working virtually um, because she's doing a lot of organizing the travel for these scientists that are going to mm -hmm. see the sharks and you name where they go. You know, there's a ton of different places. So she she does a lot of that work to set them up to get there. And then my McKenna, the other daughter, she's in uh, uh, floating from from show to show. They both started out here on Temptation Island. Uh, on Maui. Oh, wow. Oh. Um, and, um, and then, you know, if you do a great job, if you, if you really get into it, and I tell them you got to bust your tail because, you know, I see it from my side of people who don't bust their tail and mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you just would, I'm not getting them again. I'm not going to. So, but if people, you know, you do appreciate the ones who work hard. So I think it's good to get out there. You don't need, I mean, Education's great, but you don't need the degree to, you know, to really, if you can get a foot in the door and, and work super hard, you're going to, it'll pay off. So. I was just thinking the, the when sharks attack show is probably not the best show to work on the <laughs> knowledge that you gain. Like, oh, I want to go, let's go to Cabo or whatever. Like, ah, I don't yep. know. Uh, yeah, really. I'm, I'm going to stay in the hotel room. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. People, people always are like, hey, how come you're so pale? I'm like, because I ain't going in the water, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, hey. I know. Uh, I, they haven't answered the question for me. When do sharks attack? That's what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. But there. It's a, it's a whole world, and those reality shows they bounce from from reality show. There there there's a constant flux of of those things going on, and I think they they fill up all those airwaves, the streaming airwaves, the channel. Yeah. You know, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, you but, know, um, with regards to the writing portion of of what you do, uh, do you recommend people like dabble in a bunch of different styles, like comedy, drama? you know, horror, science fiction, whatever, or do you recommend that they sort of say, okay, I'm kind of a funny person. I want to write comedy stuff. Yeah. yeah I think, recommend they stay? yeah, I think you got to go with what you are, you know, mm. you, know you can't become, I mean, you, you can do it once you are some, maybe, Oh, maybe I want to write a drama. I wouldn't know how to write a drama. I'm like, you know, and, and, and what I think comes out of the drama, it's still kind of a little funny. So it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, so I think you have to, uh, you have to write what you, you feel you're comfortable with because then you're not fighting with yourself about getting through writing's hard, you know, uh, or it used to be hard. And now when you have things that you are required of you, and you have to finish them. I don't, I don't really have writer's block at all. I just like, okay. Cause I, I, now I'm, it's such a mechanical thing to me where, okay, I have to do it. So I'm just going to start doing, you know, and, and you get through it. So. Well, yeah, I, I was going to ask you, you, you've done a bunch of the Treehouse of horrors, which is oftentimes my favorite episode of the season, uh, just cause I like Halloween and all that. Kind of yeah. Stuff. Yeah. How do you guys keep keep coming up with uh, ideas for that? Because it's, you know, I mean, 
that's 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 a I will say um, I, I like writing a treehouse of horrors because uh, first of all because it, it throws me back a little to like sketch writing um, for mm. the groundlings and stuff because they're shorter things and you want to get in and you want to get out in six minutes you know because that's about how long those each each of the three segments can be um, but I pitch a buttload of uh, how <laughs> of those things. And um, the, the showrunner, Al Jean, just was so, he, he scrutinizes everyone and he's got something in his head. So you've kind of got to throw, I throw a bunch of poop at the wall and see if, if, if something will stick. So, and if I get him hooked a little, then I start working it and whatever. <laughs> so it's just like, it's, it's hard to get those because they have done so many. Um, mm. and, uh, we're, um, uh, I mean, you can only parody so much, right, at a certain point. Yeah, and I don't like, I mean, I'm, I'm a purist. I don't, I like, I really think, like, first of all, they should be scary. They should be, you know, and they should, I don't, I mean, one parody maybe in, among the three that we do, but I don't like movie parody, movie parody, movie yeah, parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I find it's a little cheaty, you know, so, but, uh, they're fun to write, they're fun to write and, uh, they do, uh, they, I mean, it is always the highest rated Simpsons of the season because mm. people tune in for the, the Halloween thing, you know, um, hey, uh, I had one more other question in regards to John. So when you first met John, did he freak out when he found out that you wrote for the Simpsons? <laughs> he was, he is a gigantic Simpsons. Like he was just a huge Simpsons fan. So he, 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 yeah, he, he must have held himself back because, yeah, he didn't say boo to me. He, <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, I, I, I almost wonder if, geez, did I know, Jeff, did I know you before I was on the Simpsons, but I've been on the Simpsons for 20 plus years so yeah no because if you start on simpsons in 2000 i i met stace in 2001 oh okay so i was there i was there at the end of 1998 okay yeah yeah so before you were there already yeah 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 and and i'm always scared of people like john because they know the show better than i do (laughs) and it's it's very true you know real fans like uh They'll reference stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, I, I, you know, because uh, I can't remember when you asked me my favorite episodes. It's like a blur of like a bunch of stuff, and I can't isolate one, you know. But uh, uh, but you know, John can probably quote certain things, and like God bless him. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to. But I have a question. Well, um, yeah, you know the the cast has been. 33 years in the making of Simpsons and stuff like that. Did the voiceovers change with any character over the years? Like could, could a cast member just retire and then, you know, put in a new person to do the voice? You know, we go, yeah. Well, uh, that's a good question because we're, we we're dealing with a lot of that now because of uh, they want um, actors that are, are appropriate to the race that the character is. So um, we like Dr. Hibbert, uh, was uh, Harry uh, Shearer for the for the entire run of the show, but now we have a black actor 
uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who does, um, you know, uh, a lot of black characters. We've hired black actors. We have, uh, we don't just have Asian actors. We have, okay, if it's a Japanese character, it's a Japanese actor. If it's a Chinese character, it's a Chinese actor, you know. So uh, I, I applaud them for that. And this was all obviously, it kind of was part and parcel with the whole Apu thing mm-hmm. that happened a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so Hank is, Hank Azaria no longer uh, wants to do a poop and because he's he's woke now and uh, um, and we are too you know I mean when you're you're talking it's a unique thing because there's no show the, the written show that's been on this long and so there are things that you can point to on the Simpsons that are so wrong today that were okay then. Yeah. You know, like we used to say, oh, what a, you know, what a, what a gay wad or something like that. You know, you don't, you can't, you don't do that. You know, it's just mm-hmm. times have changed. And, and, and so the show has, has, has changed with it. And so we have a larger, and really amazingly, we have the same cast doing the same voices uh, that, you know, but if, if it's, if it's a character of color, mm-hmm. uh, then it will be, you know, an appropriate actor that we've hired to come in and do that. And I think they're, I think they just haven't gotten um, someone to be Apu yet because maybe he'll return or, or mm-hmm. you know, in a voice way. He's still a character that appears, but you you don't hear him speak, you know. Oh. Hey, Carl, you get chance, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's a short Okinawan character, I guess I could. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, listen, I'm always open. I'm looking for story ideas, so uh, <laughs> I am. Oh uh, yeah, send the send the Simpsons over to Okinawa. <laughs> you know, they went to one of my ideas is they went to Japan, or they did go to Japan in an episode mm-hmm. previously, and I and uh, Japan hates the Simpsons. Uh, by the way, really? and, I, and it's probably because of this episode in some way, <laughs> because, and I'm like, I don't understand because my son, I have an older son who's in, in the university in Kyoto. Uh, and he, he and, and I, and so I've, we've gone over there and I'm, uh, and, uh, and you cannot find a Simpson thing in that country. You cannot, <laughs> wow. there is no. Uh, and so uh, I, I actually, Wanted, one of my ideas is actually um, bringing Japan to Springfield is one of the ones I'm going to pitch oh, where wow. Homer might become a sumo wrestler or something like that. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like he falls in love with like, wait, they take naps every day and they, <laughs> they have to eat 10,000 calories. And I'm like, what? exactly. what's not the life? You know? And then somebody beads them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gives them massages. <laughs> it's all good, man. Did, how many episodes in Hawaii has The Simpsons done? Like Hawaii. Episodes? Well, that's another one I'm trying to do. I don't know whether they've actually come to Hawaii. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Not that, and, I, not that I can think of. And I'm trying to think of something fresh to to kind of pitch oh, it. Come on, Homer. Homer on Maui, and he's dressed in his shorts and a t-shirt. And then he'd take him up to Halekala, where he thinks, oh, there's no problem here. And then you know, he's standing there freezing while the locals are dressed in warm clothes. He's like, oh. I want, 
I, I, I think there, there is something to them coming. I wanted to do like a, a, a retro kind of like all those 70s sitcoms when they ran out of story ideas, they all went to Hawaii. Yeah. The Brady so, Bunch. Yeah, you yeah, gotta put yeah. a, a tiki around Bart Simpson tiki, and have him surf. Yeah. Saved by the Bell. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, too close for comfort. The Jeffersons. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I was, I'm trying to figure out, and I gotta figure it out uh, how you can do a retro show with the Simpsons done in those old that that style. I don't even know what the style is other than just like. Yeah. But anybody who's around for the '70s and the '80s knows. Yeah. 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 All, all they all did. Yeah. 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 Yes. You just do it. You just do a nice little uh, pastiche of all the different little cliches that happened when they went on these trips. Yeah. May- yeah. Maybe. I know. Yeah. I know. I yeah. remember the, the Brady that'd be, Bunch. That'd be us. Uh, yeah. Well, John, oh, yeah. That'd be great. John, we have one last question. And uh-huh. it's, uh, it's a common question that we ask on every show. This is technically a music channel, so it's going to be music related. So put on your thinking cap. Okay. <laughs> if, you were, if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity by yourself and you could only take three albums with you to listen oh. to for the rest of time, not greatest hits, so just three albums, uh, what would those three albums be? Oh, boy. this You have got the wrong guy. I, I, am, <laughs> uh, um, I uh, am stuck in the disco era. <laughs> So, all right. Uh, no. hey, I, yeah. I love this Give it to us. So, bring it on. Bring it on. Because I'm made fun of. Because oh, I'm, if if the Bee Gees come on, I'm like I'm out. I'm 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 doing that. Um, I, uh, I I I like you know um, some older stuff. Uh, my uh, son went to school with uh, Sergio Mendez's son Tiago. <laughs> I fell in love with Brazil '66. Uh, and I even fell in love with one of the background singers that was in Brazil 66 and I'm YouTubing her and she she just is so lovely looking. And I find out, okay, 40 years later, she married, uh, Herb Albert and she's, Oh, and and she won a breath. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and then that's, well, let's say Herb Albert too, because I think I love, I love that kind of, I love older style stuff you know so and i like uh uh so i'll i'll spotify you know while while and i have to hit the right level up for my spotify speakers to have it on in the background while i'm zooming with the simpsons so sometimes they'll they'll say what what is that sound i'm here uh okay so i'm gonna, bust it. Okay. I'm gonna turn down i'm gonna turn down sergio for a little while so, so. well john if you ever if you ever want to update um, the Foo Fighters just did an entire BG album recently. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, oh I love. They sound great. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I'm, good album. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on that. that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And I collect lunch boxes too. So I had, they had like three versions of the Bee Gees lunch boxes with. Oh, nice. Know, Robin Barry and and uh, <laughs> blanking on the last one, but uh, uh, it's. Uh, yeah, real real fan of all that stuff. So. Can you send John a picture of your lunchbox collection? I'd love to take a look at that. I yes, Mo, here's here's it's all in Los Angeles. So when I'm forced because I have jury duty, I know I have to go back. In <laughs> oh April. my gosh! Uh, 
I will I will take a picture of my lunch boxes. They're they're all over the place, and my wife won't let me bring them here. She says, "Oh, they'll rust in Maui." I'm yeah. like, "Ah, oh, wait, <laughs> is that true? I don't know." That's true. <laughs> Maybe. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they will. They will. But uh, yeah, Kyle brings that up because he's also a collector of things, retro oh, things <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I I love like yeah stuff like that. I, yeah. I, you know, I would um, go and. Uh, because uh, I always thought, oh, there's going to be, this is going to be worth something. You know, I would run out like Christmas, uh, yeah. Black Friday uh, to the toy store to get the Spice Girl dolls because I, because I think Ginger Spice or something had left the Spice Girl. So I know this doll's going to be worth something. So uh, I would get there super early and get a Spice Girl doll. <laughs> It's amazing that we're still married. Yeah. When we collect this kind of stuff, it's just, I got to stop. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> my wife doesn't want to see it. She doesn't want to see it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Everybody tune into Netflix. Extinct is the name of the movie. You can find it there. It's streaming as we speak. So yes, it is. It is really, it is really good and very cute. The, the animation is just, it's perfect. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Go go buy a donut after afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> a donut shaped. And, so. Anyway, I, I I love being here. So you guys are fantastic. So. Well, thanks. And then hopefully I'll see you, you in uh, December. At you you surely will. I'll be sitting right in this chair. <laughs> uh, and, but I only want to see you on Zoom. So you stay on your phone outside. Okay. I'll... <laughs> okay. No problem. Um, Anyway, okay. say hi to Stacy and the kids too. So. Will do. Thanks, John. Good to meet you, John. Take care. Good, John. Nice Hello. meeting you folks. Have a good Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.